0: You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. This was somebody who knew that I could
1: heal them because I felt the virtue go out of me and into them. Now, who was it? Here she stands. It was me. He said, woman, it was your faith that made you whole. Jesus knows when you look up in faith. He knows it. And you know what your faith does? It releases tangible
0: power. In your walk with Jesus, have you ever stepped out in faith? Have you ever been so confident in who you know God to be that you obey Him every time? Chances are it's not as easy as it seems to follow every calling from God. Today, Pastor Jeff illustrates the importance of being diligent in your faith. It's not enough to seek after the Lord and not follow His callings. Step into your divine purpose for this world by answering God's calling. Grow in your closeness with Him by remaining steadfast to His cause. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of Mark chapter 5 as he continues his message, A Woman with an Issue.
1: Your emotional life is your soul. Your spirit, man, is the inner essence of you. And Jesus dealt with all three. People who had issues in all three. When I look at our nation, I'm gonna tell you, our nation is a nation infested with issues, infested with issues, anger issues, philosophical issues, lust issues, confusion issues, racial issues, and our nation's bleeding and it's hemorrhaging and you know what, there's an answer for it, and his name is Jesus. Amen. Jesus heals people with an issue. It may be unseen, this issue that you deal with, nobody may know about it but you, but I'm gonna tell you something about an issue. You know you've got an issue because you deal with it all the time. If it's emotional, if it's spiritual, if it's physical, nobody needs to come, come and inform you, you've got an issue. But here's the deal about issues, you can keep them under cover for a while, but an issue is gonna come out. An issue's is gonna find its way out, it always does. Because you can't deal with an issue forever alone. If it's an emotional issue, if it's a spiritual issue, it's gonna find its way out. And I'm glad to announce to you today that Jesus Christ He doesn't want to empower you to cover up the issue. He wants to empower you to be healed of the issue. That's what Jesus wants. Man, you can have marital issues. You can have single issues. You can have addiction issues. There's a million and one possibilities in the good old US of A. But we're people with an issue. We need to be healed of issues. Issues take away your joy. They take the laughter out of the living and they take the living out of life. That's what it did with this woman. They knock the wind out of your hope. They take the wind out of the sail of your faith. And let me tell you something now. The Bible is very, very clear that Jesus Christ came to step in to where we really live and he wants to heal you deeply. He wants to walk into the things that are chewing you up and eating you alive. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal that chronic marital issue. He wants to heal that chronic addiction that takes you down all the time. He wants to heal your depression. He wants to heal the stuff where you really live. Remember Naaman, the captain of the Syrian host, talked about in the Bible? He was celebrated, he was powerful. And he was successful. He'd be on the front cover of Time and Newsweek if he lived today. But the Bible says every day he got up, he got out of bed, and he tried to figure out how to cover up the fact that underneath all the success, he was a leper. David the psalmist, the sweet psalmist of Israel, king of Israel, got up every day. And he tried to act like nothing was wrong, but deep down in the hidden chambers of his own soul, there was an issue eating away at him. He had committed adultery and he had murdered a man and it took Naaman facing him and saying, you are the man. And the issue came up and God had to heal him. Oh, this is so real, everybody. Abraham, the father of our faith, got up every day with an issue. For 25 years, God had said, I'm gonna bless you and your descendants, and through you, all the nations of the earth are gonna be blessed. And Abraham yet got up every day, and there was no child, no descendant. Finally, he cried out to God, how in the world are you gonna bless me with all these things when you have given me no offspring? He had an issue He had an issue. Have you got an issue? We're going to look at the woman with an issue. Have you got an issue, Christian friend? If you do, and you're a believer, you're a believer, that's normal. Getting saved did not immediately clean you out of every issue. Getting saved was just the beginning. Now the Lord, he's going to come knocking on the doors, of the deep parts of your soul that have been padlocked so long. Those padlocks are rusty, and he's coming in. He's going to deal with you with relational issues, things where you have been locked up in your soul. Listen, the Lord is not going to leave an issue in your life that is hindering you and tormenting you and depleting you as an individual. He's not going to leave it there. Everybody say amen. That's good news. Your issue can be barrenness like it was Abraham's. There's something you've been believing God for and you're still barren. Or it can be a habit, it can be a physical ailment. It can be loneliness, it can be your issue. A chronic problem keeps bleeding you. Some long-term thing that you've never been able to work through, I come to meddle. I done come to metal. That's funny to me how people try to hide their issues in church. And boy, they do. You say, how you doing? Oh, wonderful, praise God. I'm God's blessed. I'm God's anointed. I'm God's overcomer. They go home, as soon as they're out the door, they're dealing with some issue that's chewing them up alive. It's funny how we try to cover up in church. We get all dressed up. We're all concerned about making a good impression. You get your hair just right and your makeup just right. Your car washed and clean, carrying your big Bible praise the Lord, this, hallelujah, that. But you know, when you walk out the door and you head home, there is an issue still. We got to get in the place in church, y'all, that we're not only willing to admit to God we got an issue, but we need to admit to one another we got issues. Why didn't right tonight. Some of you are looking at me like, well, I'm so glad it's not me. And you got your halo way up here, Polished. Let me tell you three quick things about your issue and then I'm going to deal with it. You can't run from it because anywhere you run, when you get there, your issue got there with you. You can leave a, a, a church with an issue, go to another church with the issue, the issue's sitting there with you. You can leave one marriage, go to another, issue's sitting there with you. We got to get our issues healed, healed. You're going to have to confront it. You're gonna to have to confront it because it's confronting you. The answer to your issue is the man named Jesus. He knows all about it. You know what I tell you he never says? He never says, i will be. You can't tell him anything he doesn't know. You think when you go to Jesus with your issue, he's gonna go, no, and turn to Jesus and say, did you know that? He's like, no, I'm shocked. Gabriel, did you know that? We're all shocked here in heaven. We didn't know that. He knows all about your issue. He knows all about your issue. And he's wanting to zero in on it. As a matter of fact, let me tell you this. When you got saved, your issues were targeted for destruction. Now I want you to look at how this happened. When she heard about Jesus. I want you to say the word with me. Hear. Because we're talking, something happened here when this woman heard about Jesus. That's why you'll never walk in this church and not hear the name Jesus 300 times. Because I'm not here to preach me or a church name or anything about this building or this church. We're here for one reason. We're going to declare the issue healer. His name is Jesus. Something happens when people hear about the real Jesus. The real Jesus, it says on the day she heard about Jesus. Now that tells me she heard about the right Jesus. Because if she had heard about the wrong Jesus, she'd have had no faith to be healed. But when she heard about the right Jesus, faith was ignited in her heart. Faith was ignited, faith was ignited. She heard about Jesus and she began to talk to herself. And she said this to herself, self, you have just heard the truth about this man named Jesus. Self, if you can just get near him, if you can just even touch the border of his garment, self, talk to yourself, you will be healed. It was the hearing of faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's why it's very important wherever you go to church that that church tells you about the real Jesus because whatever you hear about him, it's either gonna ignite faith or not. I'm gonna tell you, he was not some tiptoe through the tulips first century tiny Tim with long hair and pretty blue eyes just saying neat poetic things. He was the healer of issues, marriage issues, addiction issues, depression issues, Fear issues, worry issues, life issues. It matters what you hear about Jesus. What are you hearing about the Jesus you hear about? Those of you listening by radio, what kind of Jesus do you hear about? He doesn't heal anymore. He doesn't answer prayer anymore. Miracles disappeared with the first century. Is that what you're hearing? You better get out of there and go somewhere that's gonna ignite your faith. I want you to say with me, Jesus was a healer. First thing he said about himself, first sermon he ever preached, he stood up and read this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has appointed and anointed me to reach out and preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's your interior life. Your interior life. He has sent me to heal the interior soul of people. Heal your memories. Heal those scars and oozing wounds in your soul where people hurt you, betrayed you, abused you, wronged you. I have been anointed to step into your soul and put you back together again. to announce freedom to the captives, that they're going to be released. And I've come to minister to the downtrodden, to bring blessings into your life. That's the whole reason I came. Now, I noticed something else about this woman. When she heard about Jesus, and this is what Mark records, and I love this. When she heard about Jesus and it ignited faith, it ignited a certain kind of faith, and I'm going to tell you what it is, desperate faith. Now, I don't know if you've ever had to exercise desperate faith. But I'm going to tell you, desperate faith doesn't worry about fancy prayers. Desperate faith doesn't care what people think about anything. Desperate faith says, no matter what it takes, no matter how far I've gotta drive, no matter if I've gotta fast and pray, bind and loose, if I've gotta crawl, if I've gotta walk, if I've gotta run, I'm not going to let him go till he blesses me. It is desperate faith. Desperate faith says you're going to hear from me in the morning, you're going to hear from me again at noon, and I'm going to be talking to you again at night. Desperate faith says, Lord, I'm not going to be out of your face till I have got what I need. You've got to give me something or I'm going to die. There is no other place I can go, no other place to which I can turn. You are my only answer. It's got to be you. This woman said, I've been suffering 12 years. I've been hemorrhaging for 12 years. I'm watching my life ebb away. I'm not ready to die. And she said, here I go. There's a big crowd around him. I'm a nobody. I've been ostracized. I'm in poverty. I've lost all of my money. I don't care. My faith has been ignited and it is desperate faith. My child has got to believe. My body has got to be healed. This marriage has got to get touched. I'm pressing in and I'm pressing through and I don't care what anybody thinks about my cries. I don't care what they think about how I look. I don't care. I've got to have a blessing from God desperate faith say it with me desperate faith she sees this large crowd and she says I'm coming through I'm going to find a way through all those people and she started pushing and the Bible says she pressed through the obstacles not caring for ceremony not caring about sophistication pursuing him as he walked by her and past her she said it may be This one shot, I may never get this chance again. I'm gonna touch him as he's walking by. I may be dead tomorrow. This is my divine moment, my opportunity, my destiny. I'm gonna touch the hem of his garment. And she pushed through. They said, woman, shut up. She didn't answer him. She just kept on pushing. I tell you what, I like seeing people like that come to church. I like seeing people like that come to church. I'm going to tell you, desperate faith is a powerful faith. And I believe in it. Here I come, Jesus. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get your ear. I'm going to have a hearing with you. I'm not leaving until the hand of God has touched me and given me an answer, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a word of deliverance, a word of guidance. I don't care what it takes. I'm not leaving till I've got it. I've got to get to Jesus. I'm going to make a prediction to you. In the days to come, we're going to see people, lots of them, with desperate faith. Des- I'm, I'm geared up for it. There's going to be Sunday mornings. They're going to come in here because of the way things are going to happen in our world and in our nation. Perplexity, Jesus predicted it. Perplexity and the rocking of nations. Jesus predicted it. And they're going to come in here and say, preacher, you better tell me something real. They're going to turn to you, Christian, you better tell me something real. They're going to come in here with one reason only, to grab hold of the anointing of God in the house. I got to have Jesus. You want to know what desperate faith sounds like? Hannah, when she was childless and being persecuted by Peninnah, prayed this, give me a child or I die. That's desperate faith. John Knox, the great Scottish preacher, prayed this way, give me Scotland or I die. If we can get to the place where we say to God, Give me souls or I will die, we'll have people being born again all over this place. Desperate faith. Desperate faith. That's the problem with American Christianity. We've been so fat and happy and taken care of and blessed, exceeding abundantly above. We don't have a sense of desperation anymore, but we will. Because God loves us, we will. Desperate faith wraps itself in weeping prayer, and the end of her sorrow emerges with the longed-for prize, and all her tears are forgotten. Desperate faith. I see one last thing about this woman, and I didn't mean to preach instead of teach, but I got to tell you, this is a preaching message. I can't help it. I don't even have a good voice, but I'm going to preach anyway because this is a preaching message. It says she touched the hem of his garment, and you know what I found out about that? I dug into just a little bit of commentary on that, and here's what I found. She was moving in knowledge of Scripture when she said, it's the garment that I've got to get to. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And I found that in Numbers 15, 38 and 39, if you want to look it up, don't go there now, but if you want to go look it up, in Numbers 15, 38 and 39, God commands the children of Israel to make fringes on the border of their garments to remind them of two things that God has made provision for forgiveness of sin and healing of infirmity. And he says in Numbers 15, run a blue thread through it and blue in the Bible always represents royalty. And Jesus had on a garment, and there was a fringe, of course, at the bottom of the garment, probably the blue thread running through. She said, there's royalty, there's the forgiver, and there's the healer. And if I can just touch what represents what he's about, I'm gonna be healed. I'm gonna be healed. So faith was operating in knowledge which it always should. Anything you believe for, you ought to have knowledge in the word to back it up. Faith is not an irrational leap into the dark. Faith is a rational reach based on knowledge. So she said, blue thread royalty, the healer and the forgiver. She grabbed it. And isn't it powerful that when she grabbed it, there was a tangible physical release of healing virtue that shot out of his body and into hers. Mark, in another place in, in the book of Mark, says, The presence of the Lord was there to heal. Well, how do you know that? Well, the presence of the Lord can be in a place to save, it can be in a place to encourage, but there is also a tangible manifestation of God's Holy Spirit. That is to heal. And here Jesus was healing, walking. And she reached out through that crowd, probably on all fours, no doubt about it, crawling through, grabbed that thing, and it says, immediately. Everybody say it with me, immediately. Immediately, that 12 year hemorrhaging stopped. And she said, I've been healed. Now what's so powerful is Jesus was being touched by so many people. The touch of curiosity. Being touched because everybody else was doing it. But there was the touch of faith. And the touch of faith was instantly recognized by him. He instantly knew this is not the touch of curiosity. This is not the touch of just following the crowd. This is not an accidental touch where everybody pressing in on him. This was somebody who knew that I could heal them because I felt the virtue go out of me and into them. Now, who was it? Here she stands. It was me. He said, woman, it was your faith that made you whole. Jesus knows when you look up in faith. He knows it. And you know what your faith does? It releases tangible power. Well, that's powerful stuff. I can't tell you how often people say to me, you know, I walk in the building, Pastor Jeff, and I catch myself weeping before church even starts. And I say, you you really hate the building that much? No, they say, I didn't know why I was weeping until later in the service. I knew that God was touching my heart. See, I, I want the greatest visitor we have to be the Holy Spirit.
0: We all face issues from time to time in our lives, whether it's physical, emotional, or financial. We all have moments of feeling completely helpless. Today in his message, we learn from Pastor Jeff that God will always come through for you. As long as you have faith in the power of God's love, you'll be set free time and time again. Simply accept His free gift of grace and start from a clean slate. God wants nothing more than to save you from the pain of this world. I'll hand it over to Diane, who will let you know more about Hardwired. Are you interested in partnering with us
1: here at Hardwired? We'd love for you to come alongside us in supporting this ministry. All you have to do is text 817-484-4767 and enter the word GIVE to donate. That number once more is 817-484-4767. 4767 and text GIVE. Thanks so much for prayerfully considering this today, and thanks for listening. Daniel has more to tell you about what's ahead on the upcoming edition.
0: Next time with Pastor Jeff Wickwire, we learn how dire it is to accept God's gift of grace. It's never too late to turn your life around and be transformed from the inside out. If you want to fully move on from the things that you hate the most about yourself, give all your hang-ups to God. Leave it all at the feet of Jesus and lighten your load. There's nothing you can do by your own might to experience God's kingdom. All you need to do is open your heart to His love. Thanks for taking time to be with us today as we studied God's Word. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Jeff, visit hardwired.org. On behalf of Pastor Jeff and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again right here on Hardwired.
1: Hi everybody, this is Jeff Wickwire, host of the Hardwired Broadcast, and I'm so excited to tell you about this month's offer for you, our listeners. For a gift of $40 or more, we wanna send you the beautiful new Bible put out by Tyndale called Immerse, the Reading Bible. Our offer contains a beautiful, reads like butter, New Testament, featuring the New Living Translation. The Immerse Bible New Testament contains no chapters, no verses, just like the original manuscripts in which the Bible was written, so that it reads more like a story. It also comes with an eight-week reading plan, maps, and a helpful summary of every New Testament book. So if you want to try a really unique approach to your daily Bible reading, just go to hardwire.org and click Donate Now to give your gift of $40 or more. We'll send you the Immersed Bible immediately. And thanks once again for your support of Hardwired. Every dollar we receive will go toward reaching the world with God's word.